Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a special guest with us today. Corey Johnson is the head football coach at Clinton High School in North Carolina. And Corey is a young up-and-comer in our state. Uh, me and Corey spent a lot of time together the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're in the same county, but we're in different systems. So I went out. He, he was getting a practice, doing his COVID practices, and we haven't got to start that yet. So I just wanted to see one. So I went out and watched him practice. And I tell you what, Corey, you were – you, you were making them, you were following the rules strictly and your kids were getting better and that was super impressive. I'm going to bring all my coaches out. We, we start in a couple of weeks. I'm going to bring them all out to watch you once because I just want them to see it because that's a difficult thing is to follow those rules and get better. And then you did a little private clinic with me and taught me middle of the field. Uh, oh, God, I just forgot the term. Middle of the field. Middle of the field defense, baby. Match coverage, middle of the field match coverage, and uh, and uh, super impressive on your X and O knowledge. But what I really want to get to, Corey has taken over a traditional power, very a lot of talent, traditional power, but it was in need of a culture uh, reboot, and uh, and he came in and got it done quick, and 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 that's what we're going to talk about today. So, first question, one minute elevator introduction. Um, I'm from Fayetteville. My uh, father is a military man, um, so obviously Fort Bragg. Um, played for Coach Richard Bailey at Jack Britt High School. Um, I also coached five years with Coach Bailey at Scotland High School. Um, I played my college football at Catawba College. Um, I was all right player there. And then uh, Coach with Coach Bailey was his defensive coordinator for five years. And then um, in 2017, Season 18, um, I ended up becoming um, the head football coach at Clinton High School, uh, and, and I reside there now. So that's kind of where I've been and where I'm, where I'm at. Good job. Good job. All right. Uh, question number two is kind of give us your, your working definition of what culture. You know, it's such a buzzword now, but when you, when you talk about culture, what is the definition? What does that mean to you? Um, so I kind of divide it up, man, and we divide it up into three different categories as far as culture. Um, the first part is your core values. And um, this is something that uh, uh, every, you know, every, every coach has EDDs, everyday drills. This is something that we talk about every day. This is everyday talk for us. We talk about this every day is our core values in our program. Um, and some coaches tend to make it catchy, you know. Other coaches tend to make it two or three words that, you know, capture everything, you know, that you want to have, as you, that you value in your program. Um, mine in particular is eat, uh, effort, attitude, and toughness. Um, and I'll give you an example of ours, and I'll just go ahead and, and, and give you an example of our core values. But um, we want to give, you know, you know, Urban Meyer was quoted saying, um, that he's never seen a team, the team that played the hardest not win, you know? So I, I feel like it's my um, job as the head football coach to get my kids to play hard, man. And I take, I take pride in that, you know? And so that's our first core value. We want to talk about giving maximum effort um, on and off the field, uh, uh, um, in between the white lines. Uh, and we want to talk about giving effort all of the time. And that's a word that our kids hear every day. 30 times a day, effort. You know, if a kid does, doesn't finish a drill, we're going to say, you didn't give full effort. We're not going to say finish the drill. You know, um, we might say, you didn't give full effort, finish the drill. But they're going to hear the word effort because um, that's our first core value. Our second core value is attitude. And 
we want um, our kids to have a positive team first attitude at all times, whether they're having the best game of their life, whether they're having the worst game, whether us as a team is having the best game that they've ever played in or whether we're having the worst game. We want them to have a positive team first attitude, man. And that's, you know, that goes big with, you know, you don't, you tend not to have as much trouble with the linemen as you do the skill guys, but you got to get in their heads, man. You know, um, it's example on offense that you're, you're attacking teams differently. Different teams might give you different things on offense. So you might not shine as much this Friday as you did last Friday. And that's okay. As long as the team is put first, you know, and that's a big one, man, that, that, that a lot of programs talk about, but they don't, they don't consistently uh, uh, put that out in front, man. We talk about that all the time, man. Your attitude is everything, man. Um, so and, and we, we talk about that positive team first attitude. The third one is toughness. And um, that, that at my school has a, has a big tradition at my school, man. And that's something that I, 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 we take pride at Clinton of having um, tradition. Um, and I'm proud to be a dark horse. And the old saying, be tough, be a horse, that we had to put that as part of our core value somehow, man. Um, we switched it, and we, and we switched it up a little bit. And um, we, we just say we want to be mental, mentally, physically, and spiritually tough. And when we're saying spiritually, we're not talking about, um, you know, in the church or anything like that. We're, we're, what we're talking about is having a positive spirit and not letting people break your spirit. You know, even even as you're going through adversity in life, still having that same spirit um, in the physical part. You know, that's self-explanatory. Every coach uh, talks about the physical nature of the game of football. You know, there is a big part of that that we that we want them to play with a certain temperament, man. And we use that word temperament. Like we want to put, we want you to play with a certain temperament, certain physicality, man. Um, and so we use that, and then and then and then. Uh, you know, as far as the mental aspect, can you be coached? Do you have a coach me coach attitude, man? I mean, that's a big thing. And coaches have got to have a coach me coach attitude too, you know, um, including the head coach. You got to be able to all put your minds together to create a game plan, man. You know, I don't have to be the biggest dog in the room. I personally have the best defensive coordinator in the state who coaches with me, man. And he has a lot of good ideas and I don't shoot them down, man. Um, and so, you know, it, it goes for everybody, man. And that, that mental aspect, you know, how you respond to adversity in a game tells a lot about what type of person you are, truthfully. And we tell the kids that, you know, the kids always have this, you know, kids have a saying, and, and, and I might not be saying it right, but keep it 100, and I'm going to be real and everything. Well, how you respond in adversity is going to uh, uh, dictate the type of person you are in life. And um, we talk about that all the time. And what, what happens is when you get them core values and you put them in, and that's our, our little equation. Other people have different equations. But when, in our opinion, when you put them three things together, um, we operate in the, in, the, in, the, in the best fashion that we can as a whole program. You know, when we all have a great attitude, when we all, when we all put forth the best effort that we can put forth, man. I mean, it's, it's, anything else is unacceptable. And when we all are mentally, physically, and spiritually tough, well, man, and, and, and it's 50 of us, that's a hard team to beat now, you know? And, and we, we believe in that individualized, you know, instruction to the kids. But at the same time, man, we talk to them as a team. We talk to them, you know, I, when we go in school, if I have to talk, you know, to a kid in school, we're going to talk about effort, attitude, and toughness. I'm going to find a way to bring it back to that, man. Um, 
So that's the first thing, core values. We feel like that that, that should be in every program. And I feel that way, man. And it should be there, and it should be from the head coach down. Because a lot of times, as coaches, myself included, you know, uh, we're, our job is to critique. And our job is to be negative, you know, sometimes. You know, you got that. And we have a saying as coaches, for in my program, for every one pop negative, we're going to bring back two positives. And we're going to bring a positive in front of it and a positive behind it, you know. And um, example, little Johnny can't backpedal. He doesn't backpedal very well, man. And little Johnny starts backpedaling, um, you know. But he's trying his hardest, man, to backpedal. And he doesn't backpedal very well, okay. He gets three steps in, all right. Instead of saying, little Johnny, you're, you're, terrible, you're a terrible backpedaler. In our program, we try to change the lingo of the coaches, and I try to lead, and my defense coordinator does a wonderful job of doing it, and we try to lead and try to let it trickle in with all the other coaches. You say, Johnny, man, you're giving full effort, son. In the first three steps of your backpedal were good. Man, we got to work on the back end of that, bud. We got to work on it now. The back end of your backpedal, it's got to get worked on. You know, and if you can, if you can communicate, you can relate. If you can relate, you have got you. You've got the, the the keys in the ignition, bro. Once you relate to the kids, you've got the keys in the ignition, man. Um, so we we feel like um, you know core values is the first one. Um, the second one is the behavior that you want from your kids. You have got to express that. You know, you talk about the core values, but then you've got to express and give them situations to think about. And, uh, 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 you haven't you've, you 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 got you dropped the touchdown, okay? We talk about having amnesia in our program. You dropped the touchdown, man. You got to forget about it, bro. You got to move on to the next rep. You got to move on to the next play. It's just the same thing as if you had a bad practice. You got to move on, bro. The next rep is the most important rep. And um, the behavior that you want out of your kids, man, really comes when you have to respond to adversity. When you have to respond, you want to train a positive response. When you're training the kids to respond positively over the summer, in the weight room, when you're training them to respond positively, and you talk about it all the time during the game when adversity strikes, they're not responding negatively. They're not turning on each other. They're, 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 they're grabbing each other's arms. Um, and that's the behavior that we want, man. We want kids to respond positively when stuff gets tough. Be tough, be a horse. When, when stuff gets tough, we want kids to respond in a positive way saying, man, this is why we play the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, and coaches, I watch coaches do it all the time and I'm, and I'm bad for it. I'm getting better for it. But you know, we talk about, and I'm, and I'm bad for this. Now I'm the worst. And my defensive coordinator laugh at me. We, we talk about what happened last series and we're on a new series. Why are we still talking about what happened last series, man? You know what I'm saying? And we expect the kids to move on from the last play, but we didn't move on from the last play. So we've got to train that, that response, that the positive response. That's the behavior we want. That's the part that we focus on in my program. You know, of course, being a good scholar, athlete, all that stuff, man, we talk about having good grades. We talk about carrying ourselves the right way in the school building, the right way in public, you know, the right way at the house, man, you know, being the change. But the behavior that we talk about is responding to adversity. Um, and then the third thing that, that we talk about that we do not, let up on man and, and it's, it's just we just talk and we preach about being disciplined people say the word discipline all the time in their program but they don't define discipline 
being disciplined, um, you know, playing defensive end and being disciplined is doing 60 reps and reading exactly what you're supposed to read over and over and over and over and over again. That's what you want the kid to do, to be disciplined. Being disciplined is doing your homework when you have homework, man. You know, and we talk about that. You're not being undisciplined. Nobody wants no undisciplined adult, you know, and we talk to the kids about that. Nobody wants an undisciplined adult. Undisciplined adults become unemployable adults. People want discipline in the world and people need more discipline. And so we talk and we define that, man, and we tell them, you know, that we exactly what we want. And one thing you got to do with these teenagers th- these days, man, is you got to really draw the picture out for them. But I mean, back in the day, people used to have a, a lot of imagination. These days, man, they want to know exactly why we're doing it. That's, you know, and I, and a kid asked me why I don't get offended. I tell them exactly why, because I know my why. When a kid asks a coach why, and he doesn't, and, and he gets offended, it's because he doesn't know the why behind what they're doing. You know, I know the why, and I want the kid to know the why. And um, so we, we, we're going to talk about them, them three things, you know, the core values, your behaviors, man, and, 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 and that last part. We, we're going to talk all about them things, and, and we're going to talk about them all the time. And our kids hear it all the time, you know. Um, and I, I believe in my heart that in crucial times in games, my kids revert back to our culture. They revert back to that, man. You know, um, and I believe it, it It wins us games, man. I mean, I truly believe it's the most important thing that you can do in your program is build your culture. That's awesome, man. All right, third question. What are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? So now we're talking more nuts and bolts type stuff, like some examples. Yep. All right, three things. The first three things. And so I, I write down three things, and I give an example of each one of them. The first thing, the first thing that you have to do to build a culture in any work organization, um, in any team organization, is you have to build relationships. Okay, and in building relationships, I'm talking about genuine relationships, man. Your players got to, again, as coaches, we're criticizers. We're neg- we're negative a lot of the time. That's not right. It's got to be perfect. That's not right. They've got to know you first to love them, man. They got to know you care about them, man. And they they've got to know that, man. Um, and I, and I, and it's, and it's funny because, uh, we had three groups this morning. Um, my, my, my lineman group, which is my 10th through 12th grade group. We, we, and we coached them, my, uh, skill group and we coached them after the lineman group. And then I had my ninth graders. Okay. My lineman group at the end of every practice, it's mandatory. Me and me and my coaches to tell the kids, do you love them? Because you don't know, um, when the last time they heard that was. And so, we tell kids we love them at the end of practice. So I tell tell my kids at, in the first bracket of practice, I say, I love you. And every one of them reply back, love you too, coach. You know why? Because they've been around me for a year or two or three, and they know that that's real. Well, my ninth graders who I've only had for, you know, two, three weeks now, I say, I love you. And they all look at me, you know. Or maybe one of them says, I love you too, coach, but he don't want to be the one, the oddball out right there, you know. And that just goes to show you, man, that, you have to build them relationships, man. And you've got to show the kids you love them. Um, one thing that we try to do as coaches is, and I got this from Coach Bailey. Coach Bailey did it one year um, at Scotland, one of my first years at Scotland. But one thing we try to do is we try to give our, give the kids a five-minute spill of who we are as a person. And we do that to the whole team, JV team, varsity team. Hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. This is what my parents did. You know, I came from this, you know, and regardless. And somebody on that kid, on that team, 
is going to get to know me better on that day, man. Um, we get, we, we, and, and every one of my coaches do that, you know, every one of my coaches do it. So the kids get to know, you know, who you are, because a lot of times we know who they are, right. From school and from knowing their grades, from checking on them constantly, checking, you know, their behaviors, everything like that. But a lot of times they don't know who you are. And I think that's a big piece in loving somebody. How, you know, if I asked you, Silas, if I asked you, man, you never met this woman in your life. Do you love her? I mean, it's going to be hard to say yes, dog. You know, you got, you got to build a relationship with somebody on both ends for somebody to love you. Um, so that's just an example of how we build relationships. Uh, another, another thing that we do, um, talking about relationship building with the kids, is we have a goal sheet. So short-term goals, long-term goals, you know, what you want to do when you get out of school, da-da-da-da-da. And from that, we use that to motivate them. Okay, so like example, um, I'm in my coaches. I have a coach on my staff right now who wants to be a head football coach. Okay, and so not not during practice, not yelling it out loud, but every once in a while, I go over there and be like, "Man, what would you do right here, man?" Now, if you were the head guy, you know you got it. You know, and it's the same thing with players. I got a player. I got a running back right now. I want to be a division one running back. Well, what are you doing outside of football practice, buddy? You know, I mean that that type of stuff because. Then you know what motivates them, bro. You know what makes them go. You know what they want. Okay, you know what they want. I'm gonna help you get what you want. You know, it, you know. This is how we're gonna go get it. And when they feel like you care about something outside of winning and them playing football, they'll do anything for you and they'll play hard for you, man. So the first thing is building relationships, man. That goes for like the the athletic training staff, everybody in your program. Man. When when do you when do you fill out your goal sheets? What what time of year do you do that? We do it at the beginning of the year. So we, we're going to do – we're going to – we're building them relationships. So and, – and, and this goes in order, in order of how what we do, okay? So we, at the beginning of the year, we are building them relationships, building. And we constantly build it during football season, right, and during the school year. But at the beginning of the year, that is a priority for us, man. Get to know your kids. And, and, and again, and, you know, as the head coach, you know, I have five coaches, um, well, six now. So I got six. I just added one. Um, four on JV, and it's just me and my brother on varsity. And but I want them six guys to build a relationship with twenty kids. There's seventy kids in my program. Okay, so if they build a relationship with twenty, I, you know, two of them might have a relationship with this kid. One of them might have a relationship with this kid. I may not be able to reach a kid, you know, but it, it's important that somebody reaches them. I don't have to reach all of them. I'm gonna try to reach all of them. But that kid might feel more comfortable talking to Coach McFadden. And, you know, that's why we, we have to build relationships with all of them. Man. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Man. And, and coaches miss that part of building relationships with the kids, man. They miss that part. And then they wonder, you know, in the fourth quarter, when it's, when it's nut crunching time, man, they wonder what happened in the game. How did that game fall apart from us? You know, why did this happen or why did that happen? Well, it happened because your culture's not strong, man. And, and, you know, the strongest culture wins. We have that saying. Is that realistic? Um, I think it is. You know, do I think Jimmy's and Joe's? Do I think Jimmy's and Joe's matter? Yes. I ain't a fool now. I mean, player, it takes players to win championships, man. But we believe if the teams are about even, the culture is going to take over, man. And we will say it during the game, man. We just get the fourth quarter. Let the culture take over, baby. Let the culture take over. This is what we're built for. Um, so, Building relationships, that's the first thing. The second thing is draw the line, man. Draw the line. And what I mean by draw the line is 
we're not drawing the line. I tell my kids, imagine, you know, we're not drawing the line. We're, not, we're drawing the line right here, and it's in permanent marker, bro. It ain't moving. This is this is what happens if you get in trouble, man. And it's not, that's not, it don't matter who you are. It don't matter, and it, it don't matter what week it is. You know, if we're about to play Wild Rose Hill or East Duplin, it doesn't matter. You get in trouble in school, these are the repercussions. You know, you get in trouble uh, 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 out here, this is the repercussion. And we have a, a list of rules called the law um, that has felonies, minors, and misdemeanors on it. And, um, you know, it's posted in the locker room. We talk about it all the time. I mean, it's not something that goes away. In the biggest weeks of the season, we revert back to our culture. And we go back to that. In the biggest weeks of the season, they're all big, man. Every one of them are big. But the bigger the game, the more we revert to the culture because that's what got us to that game. Um, so we, we, we draw the line, man, and, and, it's, and it does not – that is not biased to any player. And, I, and it's so unbiased. And, you know, you can't coach them all the same. That is true. You cannot coach them all the same. But they can all follow the same rules. That's very true. That's the truest thing I ever heard. I don't remember who, what coach. I heard an assistant coach from a college say that. You don't coach them all the same. But they can all follow the same rules. And that's the truth. And um, we, we draw the line at my spot, man. And we think that that's part of being disciplined. That's part of being a dark horse. That's part of being in our program, in our culture. Um, and we use positive peer pressure to discipline our players, man. I tell my kids, if I get, if we get past week four and I'm still hounding about our culture, then, then I ain't doing my job. We get to week four, you guys should be, you know, inserting the culture into, into, into the, into the team. You should be holding each other accountable, you know, and I tell my kids and I, and they, and they take pride in it. Anything that you guys say is worth twice as much as the same thing that I said. So, example, you know, uh, our first pillar of our core values, eat, effort, right? If the kids are saying, hey, man, that's not full effort, that's worth twice as much as the one I was saying. it. So the kids, they, they get it. And when you say that as a coach, I'm like, that's correct. That's right, buddy. That's right. And I'm giving positive reinforcement to him because they're holding each other accountable. You know, the standard is the standard, man. And when the coaches hold each the the coaches hold the coaches accountable. The players hold the players accountable. Coaches hold the players accountable. Then everybody's where they're supposed to be at as far as the drawing the line and discipline part. The third thing is compete, man. We don't look at things. And and as I was when I was a younger coach, um, I looked at things as my team versus your team. And you know, sometimes I might even juice the other team up a little bit. You know, and I know coaches do that, man. Juice the other team up a little bit. Just, just to get your players to play hard, that's wrong. In our opinion, in our culture, that's wrong. We're not going to talk about the other team. And I, and I know I've worked on that over the years. I'm working on it now. We're not, we shouldn't be talking about the other team, man. What should we, we should be talking about is the opportunity that we have this Friday to compete. That's what we should be talking about. Because regardless of how good, how bad the team is, if we show up at our best, then we can live with the result. So that's what that's what we talk about, the opportunity to compete. Instead of saying, oh, this is the state championship game. Oh, my goodness, we're in the state championship game. We're saying we got a game on Saturday. Let's do what we got to do on Monday to be the best version that we can be on Saturday. We're not talking about who we're playing. We're not talking about, you know, the other team, unless we're scouting them. We're talking about us. This is how you're going to 
This is how you're going to score on Friday night. This is how we're going to we're going to stop them on Friday night. We're not saying, you know, hey man, we're playing this team this week, you know, because then when you start doing that and the kids start holding the kids accountable, when you're playing a lesser opponent, the kids still play hard, you know, and you and then and then when you're playing a tough opponent, that that meter, you know, because teams meters go like this. Okay, I want my team's meter to do that. I want to continue to go up. Teams meters do this. Teams have bad games. Everybody has a bad game throughout the year, man. It happens. Okay. But when the bad game happens, I want my kids to be thinking about compete, 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 compete. Not I'm having a bad game. Compete, compete. Next rep, compete, compete. And so we that's a big thing for us, man, in our program, man. We are super, 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 super on that, man. We are on competing competing and being the best version that we can be and we can live with the result. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I'm, I do this podcast just so I can steal ideas on, on how to <laughs> culture. I'm going to be stealing. Besides match coverage, I'm going to steal some of your culture stuff too. All yes, right, sir. fourth one. And this one's funny because you're a young guy still, man, but you got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you first got started? That I haven't asked that to a 29-year-old before, but you got a lot of wisdom, so let me hear it. Um, the first thing that I that I wish I would have known, you know, because when I was 22, um, coaching with Coach Bailey, I was the defensive coordinator. The first thing I, I wish I would have known at that time, man, was how, how good of coaches I were around at that time, man. I was around on the on the, on Coach Bailey's staff at that time, man. He's, he had, you know, then Scotland's probably got 15 coaches, okay? But on that varsity staff, man, he had – at least six of them, I want to say six, that went on to be head coaches, that's including me, or were already head coaches working with Coach Bailey. And that's not including Coach Bailey. He had six guys working with them that were going to become head coaches or were already proven head coaches. And, I, I, you know, I always soaked the knowledge and everything like that, but I never sat in the moment, man. Um, one thing that I, that I know now that I wish I would have known back then is um, Christopher Dagg, who was one of my big role models in, in, in um, high school, said this to me one day, and it just stuck with me. Be where your feet are. And, man, them years back then, Bo, I was just living day-to-day dog coaching ball, man, and I wasn't where my feet were, though, man. I won't enjoy and, and relish in every moment that we all had together, man, because it was a good staff. Now, as the head guy, I try to tell my assistants, you know, you know, be where your feet are, man. Um, just because you never know, man, tomorrow, you know. And at the same time, you know, every year is a different year. Every game is a different game, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Chris Mesker told me uh, at Pinecrest, head coach at Pinecrest, he said, and he's a culture stud, man. Um, I got some of my culture stuff from him. But he said, um, no matter how big, no matter how small, celebrate every victory. And I think he got that from Dabble Sweeney. I don't know who he got it from. You have to ask him. Um, but that right there is something that I wish I would have known back then, man. Um, and that I try to do now, um, other things, you know, um, that, that I wish I would have known back then is that at 29, but I'm a lot slower than I was at 22, but I can imagine how I'm going to be at 59. So I, I need to, um, at 22, I needed to, um, enjoy my youth and at 29, I do too, man. Um, and be where my feet are, enjoy my youth, relate to the kids, man. Um, and, uh, you know, everything else take care of itself. That's awesome, man. We, we've had Chris on this thing. So, uh, we, I, he, he, he's, uh, 
He's got a lot of good stuff, but God, he's a stud, man. Uh, last one. Uh, there's gonna be some guys who want to get up with you. Best way to contact you. I know you're active on Facebook. Uh, yep. Are you a Twitter Be guy? Best way to contact me, man, and, and this is all honesty, man, 910-405-0772. If you're a ball coach, Bo, I will talk ball anytime. I enjoy it. I, uh, hey, man, I'm a single man, and I, and I talk ball all the time, Bo. I enjoy it, Bo. I ain't got no kids, dog. So um, the, best, the best time, man, is you call me, man, because the internet, man, um, as soon as football season, Starts. I don't. I don't look. I don't look at the internet, man. There's stuff on the internet that's poison, man. Rat poison, man. As Nick Saban would say. That's a good <laughs> philosophy, right there. Right, yes, any, sir. Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about? Um, one thing I do. I do want to tell tell everybody, man, is is that um, the Salas' channel is a, a very good channel, man. Um, I have watched it. I've learned some things off of it. The big thing, man, um, um, that I like what what you do, man, is 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 you're honest. You're who you are, and on top of that, man, you promote culture. And I'm telling you guys, if you're, if you're a guy that, you know, um, if you're a guy that, that, that hasn't thought about this culture stuff, please think about it, man. Because it is the best thing that you can ever do, man. Um, to be honest, my last year's football team is not the most talented football team I had ever coached, man. We went to the Eastern Regional, um, and we lost our best player the third, third uh, game of the season, man. Um, there was only one Division One player on the team, and he was hurt. Um, and I watched our culture take us to the Eastern Regional, man. Um, and, and it took good players, too. Uh, you know, we had good players. But, man, they were so easy to coach. When you have a great culture, it makes, it makes the workplace a lot easier, man. It's, the kids are just more apt to be coached. They're, they just hold each other accountable, so in school they stay out of trouble. You know, it makes our job so much easier, man. And I think it's the most important thing that you can do with them kids is install that culture in them, man. So five or 10 years down the road, you could go talk to that kid about the same thing that you, that you talked about 10 years ago, and he can relate it to life, man. Um, the last thing that I want to promote, um, Dennis McFadden, go follow him on Facebook, man. He's my defensive coordinator, um, and he has a uh, training line called Gas Training. Um, you can get different workouts and stuff for your players. Okay, and he has a lot of apparel stuff like that, and he trains people all over the state, man. Um, he is a very, very good trainer uh, 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 of mind, body, spirit, man, to get your kid to respond the best way up here. Because when they go to college, that's what them colleges do, man. They train them up here, bro. You know, and we, we as coaches, we've got to do more of training the kids up here. You know, physically, they're going to be able to do it, man. They're going to do what you ask them to do. But we've got to train them more mentally, man mentally, physically, and get their minds ready for the real world, man. Um, one love to everybody, man. I always say that. One love, baby. That's gas training, and, and the best way you get up with him is on Facebook? Yes, Dennis McFadden. And yeah. McFadden is with two Ts. He's my defensive coordinator. He does all my training over the summer, all my mind training with the kids, everything. You know, we, 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 we do take 10 minutes every day, and, 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 we, and, we, and we give him a situation, and we talk to him about a situation. You know, how to respond. He can help you with them type of things. He can also help you with your athletes. You know, he does training, specific training with athletes to get them more mobile um, and to get them, get them faster. He does training. He does, he does training sessions, weightlifting sessions. He does, he trains all my athletes, of course, because he's on my team. But um, he's, he's accessible to all you guys. Um, 
be a Facebook man. I'm telling you, it's the best thing. He's, he trains me, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a weightlifter guy. He trains me, um, my mind, uh, body, and my spirit, man. It's, it's, it's very real, man. I've seen some of you, uh, some of your videos on Facebook. You two working out, so I know he, I know he's pushing you. I see you in there sweating. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, man, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to steal a lot of your ideas and your match coverage. I'm going to steal it all, man. And Love it, man. You did a great job. Uh, this thing will be on in about three or four weeks. It comes out every Saturday, so it, it's going to be about four weeks before it comes out. But you did fantastic, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Ain't nothing to it, Salvis. I'm going to holler at you, baby. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir.